Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead. Welcome to episode 120 of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast. Uh, this afternoon, we are at... Is it is it straight Bira or is it... There's another... Is it like Bira Artisanal? It's Bira yep. Bar à Bière Maison. There you go. I knew it was better than that. I knew it. <laughs> beer Bar. Beer Bar. There you go. Uh, with the co-owners, Awina and uh, Jean-Philippe. Guys, thank you so much for having us. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Happy to be here. This is only my second time here. It's a really cool spot. Very cozy. Great location because there's not a lot of um, similar places around here. That would be accurate. Um, Actually, they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're oh. very uh, near from uh, Arikana yes, yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I always forget Arikana right there and yeah. vice versa. Okay, mm. well, I was wrong. I guess <laughs> I, I need to go out more. Um, what are we drinking right now, guys? This is uh, Camilla, which is a uh, blonde bitter. So okay. the, the base beer is uh, almost similar to an English classic bitter, mm-hmm. but we removed the caramel malt, mm-hmm. so it became a blonde, and you can taste a little bit more of the fruity, lemony, uh, golden ups from uh, from Bhutan. Okay. Well, cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. Get it in ya. Solid, smooth. Definitely, like I guess it's uh, you're saying it's like a bitter blonde. Yeah. So yeah. this is when people are asking for a blonde, we mm-hmm. serve them this because uh, I don't like to have a bland beer on the menu, blonde or, or another color. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like every beer to be tasty, but I also like them to be approachable and uh, drinkable. Yes, totally drinkable. No, this is good. This is is this. Um, one of the main, what do you call it, like core beers that you guys have? Like, is, is this always available? It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Almost, yeah. Yeah. Do you have core beers here? Because I noticed we have four uh, house beers on tap yeah. today. Three of, of our um, house beers are almost always on the menu. Okay. There's uh, Camilla, the Bitter Blanc, Blanc Bitter. The, uh, we have Anne, which is a, a, a red ale with a little bit of rye okay. and uh, American Ups. And we have Bub, which is an American pale ale. Okay. So you can see that we use the uh, the alphabet for for the name of our beers. Ah. We have A for Ann, yeah. B for Bub, C for Camilla, and then we we go on uh, with a. Uh, we are at J right now. Are so. they? That's amazing. Yeah. Are they random names or do they mean something? Are they named after people? No, they're random, but we um, we always choose one. One for a man and then one for a female and oh. then we go on like this, yeah. That's smart. I like that. <laughs> um, you guys might recognize Jean-Philippe from... Do you remember what episode it was from La Sucasal? I don't remember either. Wow. I know. I'm going to double check. <laughs> I don't So know. we spoke about um, this place very briefly during the podcast because I was very impressed Maybe, to yeah. know that um, you also owned and operated this place. So not only you operate two... Um, Craft beer buzz here in Montreal, which is pretty cool. Yeah, 
La Succursal is pretty different because we brew on site, but we had an opportunity with uh, the cooperative uh, Mabrasserie yep. to brew beer for other places. So okay. we decided to open this bar so we can have uh, exclusive uh, beer made only for us, mm -hmm. but without the expense of uh, having a premium uh, like a, uh, actual brew, like the facility to, to, yeah. to, 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 to pay the rent yeah. and, uh, with the equipment. Right. So we can, uh, we can diversify our, our uh, beers with the Mabrasserie. Right. Um, before we get into the, the, the history of, of how this place came about, I know we touched on it in your episode, but do you want to give like the short version of how you got into beer and then we'll go into you, like yeah. how, how you guys got into beer and, and then ended up here? I uh, got in be into beer okay. while uh, brewing, home brewing it. So it's a homebrew? Yeah, yes. same story for everyone. <laughs> you, but, you know, you'd, uh, think that, you'd think it would be. It's actually surprising. It's kind of like about half of the time to the most of the time mm -hmm. it is homebrewing, but there's, sometimes there's other really weird stories how people get into it. It's fascinating. Yeah, but mine is pretty straightforward. I, uh, <laughs> I finished uh, college and decided to, uh, to Just get into go full-time into beer. So uh, I... Uh, I had a, uh, a week of uh, crash course with uh, Michel Gauthier, and then uh, I had a job uh, at uh, at uh, McCausland, mm -hmm. and then eight month uh, eight, eight month later I had a job at a new brewery that was uh, opening in Laval. So I, I learned uh, how to manage uh, production there for two years, and after that I uh, came back, uh, had a job at uh, Trois Brasseurs for a few months uh, while working on my project to open La Succursale. Did you work with Juanis? Yeah. No. Yeah, I met him recently. He, he was uh, working with me at that time. Yeah. Nice. I feel like it's, every, it's really interesting. A lot of people, there's like specific breweries there, like um, Trois-Boisseurs, Saint-Ambroise, um, uh, what was the other one? Maybe RJ or something. A lot of people went, or Boreal, sorry, went through, like a lot of brewers went through their prog program yeah. almost. Yeah, they are it's like schools. Yeah, yeah like school, exactly. <laughs> It's like where you get to learn how to do processes and like how everything kind of works outside of either schooling or your home brewing experience, and then you can, it brings you perfectly into yeah. your own place. People usually think that it's uh, easier to, to start working in a small brew pub and then go into big breweries, uh, but it's actually the the opposite because you can. There's a lot of, of jobs opportunity in big breweries. Yeah, and that uh, they have the structure to. Yeah. to uh, to show you how to, to do your work and how to... Um, There's lots of yeah. supervision and uh, lots yeah. of uh, procedure to, 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 to learn. Uh, so it's a, it's a good place to learn, yeah. I think it's perfect, and, yeah. And small group of, maybe sometimes we don't have any, any time to uh, make a lot of uh, teaching. And I guess it's harder to come up with processes, particularly early on, being that you're trying to figure everything out. Whereas you come from a big place, they're knocking out, all right, every single day we brew this one beer. So you know everything is just like second nature and it teaches you like timing and uh, I think it tends accuracy. to change. Like uh, in two, 2018, you, you shouldn't Probably open not. a brew pub if you don't know what you're doing. Like there's Fair. no... Uh, 30 years ago, you, you, can, you could do mistakes and uh, we can we can let it go but right now you have to you don't have any excuses not to learn your craft because before yeah. uh, forcing people to taste your beer I mean, <laughs> it should be good yeah. there's no excuse uh, any anymore I think that's true and I guess there's so many uh, competitors there's no room for bad beer on the market right. as well so you yeah. have to be I mean I guess having processes down 
uh, doesn't always equate or not having processes doesn't mean the beer is going to be bad I guess it, it's more like it's harder to come up with them initially when you're figuring things out so it's better to, like I'm, I guess I'm confirming what you're saying that it's coming from a larger uh, background and then you're bringing that I don't know that uh, attention to detail I guess down to the smaller scale and then once you get into your rhythm you can uh, find it as opposed to working at a smaller brewery where it might be a little more like not random but maybe not as like on point I don't know if that's that, that's for sure yeah. Yeah. Okay. if you work alone you probably don't update every of your procedure procedure every day because it doesn't matter yeah, yeah, yeah. it has to be clear when you uh, have a new brewer, brewer working with you yeah that's a good point I didn't think of it from a paperwork perspective that you need to like make sure that it's all documented so that if someone comes in they can be like alright well here it is and be able to replicate what you're doing yeah because it would have an, uh, <clears throat> a big incidence in the, the final product so you yeah. you have to follow the same procedures to to every uh, every small uh, element right. yeah. Yeah. if I die tomorrow someone has to get to take the God forbid but if anything happened do, could somebody walk in right now yeah. and be, do you have everything documented? probably not probably not <laughs> but Yes, but I'm close, alone. but almost, yeah. yeah. But I'm you're not alone anyway. No, I figured that. So. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, by the way, I just checked. It's episode 94. So if anyone wants to hear uh, Jean-Philippe's full story, episode 94, we talked for like two, two and a half hours. We had a good time that day. When it was two hot. and a half hour of my story. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a long story. It's a long story. <laughs> um, we know. How did you get into beer? Um, well, I'm not a brewer. I'm just a beer lover. And uh, I don't know. I mean, when I was a teenager... I was, uh, when I was going to bars, I was going to La Marabois, Dieu du Ciel, things like that that were in Montreal at that time. Mm -hmm. And then I met uh, Jean-Philippe, um, who was into brewing, and we stayed together, and I was watching him making beer at home. And then, I don't know, I, we grew up, and I saw him working on La Scursale and his, his project and everything. And at that time, I was like, uh, I, uh, it was interesting me to, to do something uh, similar to what he was doing, to, uh, to bring people to drink beer, his yeah. beers. And with the opportunity that we had at uh, Mabrasserie, that he had, not me, him, um, then it was, a, it was a good timing to just open our place. We had uh, so much ideas to what we would like to to make uh, our space look like and what we'd like to have to like product and bring people here and right. then that's how I I you started the, yeah okay so this this is an interesting place because it's got an Italian name we're in Little Italy yeah um, I you know when I saw that this place was opening a few years ago uh, when did it open? Um, three years three? ago it was the, um, December 18 yeah in, uh, no. Next week, next so week it's gonna be uh, three years. Three years. So yeah. 2015. Amazing. Um, so I, just, I, I assumed, like I said, I'd been here once and I didn't realize that you guys owned it until we spoke about six months ago, I guess. Um, what? Where did the idea to come from to open a place in Little Italy that you know specifically, at least it has the Italian name? I'm not sure if you have <laughs> Italian influences in the food or the beer or anything, but can you speak to that? We were looking for a neighborhood uh, where live 
that yeah, we so. know that we like also. Yep. Yeah, that, that we know that is uh, changing and uh, there's a lot of new restaurant and uh, the focus is changing in that neighborhood and mm -hmm. it's pretty central too, near from the metro. So and Marché Jean-Talon also, yeah, which yeah. is a, a destination for Montrealers and tourists Absolutely. also. It's perfect, yeah. yeah. So when we see the opportunity with the, the new building that was uh, built here, uh, we thought it would be a, a great spot. And uh, we're not Italian at all, but uh, we, I think it's a, it's a good thing to be, to be into the neighborhood and to uh, participate in the life of a neighborhood and not just opening a, a bar and don't yeah. care about the, the neighbors. Right, right. So uh, actually the name was uh, some kind of... Uh, not accident, a joke, but yeah. accident because yeah. our uh, real estate uh, agent uh, wanted. Uh, he he, uh, he was joking and he was like, "What's the name of your bar?" Oh, it should be La Pira because he's <laughs> an Italian. They, yeah. And we were like, "No, no, that's uh, we were like, no, that's that's not a good name." <laughs> that's not good. But we were looking for, we were thinking about that's thinking about many names, and we didn't. I don't know. It wasn't really what we wanted. And at the end, we were just like, you know what, Bira, it's it's perfect. And so we are under the arch of uh, of the end of the oh, little wow. Italy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and in summer, you can sit under it. Yeah, the patio <laughs> is sick. Yeah, you got a great one. Yeah, it's perfect. So it's we're really straightforward. It's, uh, yeah. it's beer and Italian. So we're. Uh, Doing beer in the little Italy, so it was so simple that we, we like add to. Uh, and the funny thing is that uh, Bira is always is also the, the name. Uh, how you say beer in the many language? Yeah. Oh, really? Many language, oh. but Arabic. Arabic huh? Okay. So you can. Uh, so people sometimes comes here and they they see that on the menu we have falafel and muamara and hummus and uh, Syrian cheese. So they're like the owner must be uh, and, uh, Syrian or something. And, uh, <laughs> and we're like no. We, <laughs> We're nothing. <laughs> we're just we're just hey, you from Quebec. No, nothing. Exactly. Billows from Quebec. That's really cool. So, do you, like, so I guess the the menu is eclectic. The menu is a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit yeah. of everything that we like. Yeah, okay. Um, and then the beer styles, at least for the, we'll get to the rest of it in a second. But for the house beers, um, are they inspired by Italian beers, or is it? I, I haven't had many. Not at all. If I'm honest, not at all. Okay. No, they really are a, a complement from. What I do already at La Succursale, and okay. I wanted that the, the, the menu was uh, standing by itself. So we have uh, the, the, the beers that people order the most. We make them. So we, we make the, the white beer, the, the red ale, the blonde beer. But we wanted to, to we wanted them to be interesting, uh, and we complement them with um, beers from everywhere in Quebec. So we choose the winner choose the, the, the most interesting beers for to complement what we have. Right. So on top of the house beers, like you said, I think we were talking earlier, anywhere between usually four and seven-ish yeah. that would be at any one time. Mm -hmm. um, there's a whole section of, of course, Los Ocasal beers, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, which would be regular. Um, it's pretty mostly changing. changing yeah. Yeah. It changes a lot, but yeah. there's always uh, a bunch like six or so, I think. Yeah, I we so usually have, have as about ten of our beer, uh, including La Sucursale. Okay, that's so pretty cool. It's like some nine or, or ten house beers and not nine or ten beer from 
elsewhere. Somewhere else, yeah. And then that was my next part. Then you got some guest taps from other Quebec breweries. Yeah. Um, are they mostly Montreal or does it no, change? No, it's, it changed and it's interesting to have something out from Montreal yeah. that uh, people don't visit so much often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, yeah. Uh, what sort of stuff? Uh, where are we looking? It looks like you got Boreal. Yeah. You got yeah. Dunham, you got Castor, Judas Yellow. Oh, Rallabach, aren't they really from really far? They They're like are from like eight hours north or something. Oh, not no, eight, not maybe far. like <laughs> five hours. Which was four the one that's eight hours north? Maybe like Tref Noir is or something like that. Tref Noir is very far. Oh, yeah, that's, that's far. Not big enough. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's a like, That is eight hours. <laughs> okay, my bad. But those guys are far. And North Roger, which is really far. That's uh, Gaspésie. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's literally right. like a thousand kilometers or something, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah which is very far. We, we, we change uh, brewery a lot, but we, uh, we cool. go back to, to go back to what uh, we really like, and yeah. you can see three Dunham right now, and they, yeah. they are on the menu because they do very solid beers, and the quality is yeah. always there. So, 100%. so that's the, our primary primary um, criteria. That they good quality. Yeah. No, this is a, a great bunch of beers. I also noticed you got the haze there. You got some haze there for me. Yeah, it's in New England, eh? <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. This is uh, <laughs> that's good. This, this is trendy. Yeah. So, uh, hey, we will get you yeah. there slowly, bit by bit. Sour beer, haze <laughs> beer. Uh, so we, we we like to follow trend too. But uh, if we, we do don't a little do twist it, we're gonna, we're gonna buy it from. Somewhere, somewhere else, else. Yeah. yeah it's it's quite a, a, a nice rounded menu um from your own stuff actually is your own stuff back here sorry keep turning yeah, around yeah. Watching the <laughs> oh, there we go can't really i mean we got like a couple ipas in there um yeah wheat oh, sorry a blanche blanche is just a uh is that a wheat beer a it's blanche? a wheat beer from wheat Belgium. Beer. Oh, belgian, oh, belgian wheat there you yeah. go um yeah i mean and the pills of course Yes, I mean, you pretty much got some of everything. And I noticed there's some there's we stouts do, yeah. and that, so it's like... We, uh, uh, that we don't have on the menu right now, but we have also um, Belgian Double, double mm -hmm. uh, that we uh, presently is uh, aging on wood. Nice. We have uh, uh, Weizenbach. We have... Um, the stout. Uh, Francesco is... Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm doing the alphabet right now in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have Eve. And uh, Dupont and Dupont, which is the, the Dubel, mm -hmm. uh, the, the brown Belgian uh, strong ale. Mm -hmm. And uh, Francesco is a, uh, is a black coconut porter. Ooh, which coconut? is really appreciated. Yeah. yeah. That's very nice. <laughs> is it like, do you guys hand roast the coconut and everything? No, you did it's it all? secret. Secret <laughs> recipe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Francesco and then uh, G is the Ginette. Which is a sour beer that is uh, very hoppy from okay. dry hopping. Nice. <laughs> and then we have Horace, which is a Belgian oh, oat saison with uh, ginger. Belgian oat saison. And Irma, which is on the menu, which is a session IPA. Okay. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's, and they're, they're, of course, all the bureau specific beers. Yeah. Those are our exclusive yeah. mm -hmm. beer from here. But we don't have, it's rotating. So right, right now so we it's have only four. But, uh, how do you decide? Do you just. Do you go based on popularity or do you just go, I feel like doing this now? Or do you go by seasons? Like, how does that work? A little bit like by season. Like, it's probably a good time for the double and stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. but we don't have it on the menu. It's okay, <laughs> but, the winter's yeah. just started. <laughs> yeah. It'll be here for a long time. No, but we have an ABT in the, in the cold room from Nascar Yeah. 
So it makes up for that. And the sorry, the Horus or Oras. Sounds so much yeah. nicer in French. Oras. Oh, so much nicer than Horus. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was that one again? I'm sorry. It was a. Uh, it's a saison. Oh, the saison uh, with the oats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. ginger. Ginger, ginger. yeah. Nice. And that's very nice uh, in the summer. It's really refreshing. And then, yeah. But I, yeah. I don't know. How do you decide? Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we don't brew. Uh, in our own breweries because of my brasserie so uh, it's sometimes hard to have e everything oh because it's depending yeah. on there so uh, it's rotating it's schedule, and we're yeah. gonna s try to have a little bit of anything uh, okay. of everything but uh, usually there's there's missing like we don't have any sour beer from us right now but right we can buy it elsewhere. from somewhere else yeah. Yeah. so at least there's that taste element is covered yeah, yeah. but that's time. great because we can have it's uh, from Ciel, which is a I love mango that one, sour yeah. beer so yeah, fantastic so it's changing it's changing for us and it's refreshing for the customer too to have a right. more diversity I love it so I, I mean I guess I don't want to assume knowledge for, for some of the listeners or viewers but uh, my brasserie just do you want to just explain what that is and then how that works because it's not a contract brewery as such it's a very it's, it's an interesting concept yeah, so yeah. La Succursale and four other breweries have a, a little bit of a, a little share in the, the cooperative so we have our, our fermenter there yep and so you pay for the fermenters is that how that works yeah, or we, they we own our like you own it you bring it in type of thing yeah. yeah and you're a part owner in the, the business yeah a little bit so we can we're part of the co-op, so we can brew our beer there. And that's the only place you brew beer beers? Yes. Yes, okay. And that's just because, and La Circusel beers ever get brewed at? Um... Every La Circusel beer that you can see here is brewed at Marasserie too. Because okay. on Masson, uh, we cannot uh, take it's out any out, beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because it's just like you guys just like running through it. Uh, we don't it's have the legislation. Any, uh, yeah, it's the legislation. Yeah. <coughs> of course, I forgot about that. Because yeah. the brew pub uh, thing. That's yeah. Like, that's so annoying. So yeah. it's like, but the. Yeah, it's annoying, the but I'm glad that I don't, I don't have to go up the stairs with my cakes. And that's <laughs> Ooh, a, that's that's a, a good great point. legislation. <laughs> <laughs> 50 kilogram <laughs> cakes is like, uh, no, I'm not, <laughs> that's too fun. I so didn't think about that. Yeah. You want to go to yeah, the, the next uh, one? Beer? Next one. So, Anne is a red beer. Okay. With, uh, rose, with an American uh, yeast strain. Okay. And it's made with a lot of rye, so it has a, a little bit of peaches aroma from okay. the rye. And the, the American hops uh, complement that, so it's a, it's a little bit bitter, but it's approachable again. Okay. Cheers, guys. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, Black. Nice, creamy. Yep. This is really good. I'm not a fan of red ales generally. Uh -huh. Like I used to be, not so much. <laughs> but I love when I there's a bunch of styles that I just don't love. Whatever that over time I just realize that. But when I have a good one of it, like red ales, or if I have a good brown ale, like it's like oh my god, it's it actually this is fantastic. I like Super that creamy. The, mm -hmm. I like that there's the the roast element, mm -hmm. but it's quite dry. Yeah, and um, not sweet. Yeah. No, not too sweet at all. Um, it's, you said it's got rye in there, right? Yeah. So, and, and did you say it had oats at all? No. What's making this so creamy? Maybe that is that the rye, or am I just tripping out? Or? Drop beer. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Uh... <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes I guess I would I would um, associate a red ale with maybe that sort of sharper carbonation and yeah. a little crispy. Yeah. Um, uh, this is like this is lovely. All of our beers, uh, 
exception uh, of a Belgian one, mm -hmm. are pretty low in carbonation. So uh, I don't like them to be too too uh, too foamy. Like too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know the drill, guys. Photo time. Glorious. <laughs> Let's see, it's gonna it's gonna keep happening. Okay, amazing. <laughs> um, so like, it, it's, it's an interesting thing that you guys have even decided. You know, whilst already owning and operating a brew pub, which I'm sure is extraordinarily time-consuming, to also now have a part ownership in a place like Marbrasserie to therefore brew to supply another place. I mean, that is absurd. That's a, a lot of work. And what inspired, like, what made you guys want to do this? Aside that being that you already had a place at, uh, did you work, do you work at the Circus Alba? No, anything no, to do with no, it at all? No. So you had nothing to do with it? No. And I know you do no, the bulk of the It's a question work, of right? organization. So Wina is... Uh, Operating the place here yeah. completely. Yeah. And you I, like, manage I it. Yeah. So you manage here. You're here all the time. Yeah. And you're not here so much. No. No. Okay. I, uh, I. You're making the beer. I'm not a consultant, but I. I yeah, I brew the beer. I, 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 so you just handle that side of the venue. Everything of uh, the production. Okay. And uh, I help with the, the event and the repair and things like that. Right, but, right. Uh, the, the, the day to day is uh, Wina and, and our manager. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what what made you want to do that? It was just like you felt like the opportunity came up and you were like, okay, if I organize myself, I'm going to be okay. And uh, being that you don't have to be here, Wina, you take care of it. Mm -hmm. The roles are split and it doesn't drain your time too much. Like mm -hmm. That I, was part of the deal, yeah. yeah. That it was me that was working here, that was making sure that everything was working okay. and I don't know why I mean there was an opportunity and it was like a time in our life when it was it was a, a good the good the perfect timing I don't know yeah, yeah it just worked Starting, out yeah timing and opportunity yeah right so we wanted to do something new and uh, to, to, to use uh, Mabrasserie for something. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, having our, cost, our, our a very big customer like Mira is a is a rare opportunity, but we had to create it. You created yeah. your own opportunity. Yeah. That's sick. And I wanted like to change. Uh, I was working, you know, uh, nine to five. I was a little bit tired about the, this, and Over it, yeah. I wanted like to have something more uh, challenging, more uh, with the people, and more fun. So. No, I love that. I think it's so it's so sick. I'm just writing down creating your own opportunities as a potential <laughs> episode name. I like that. Oh. I just got to note them down. Um, I just think it's so cool. Like, I don't know if we spoke about it much last time, but my girlfriend and I have a, we own a business ourselves and my, almost more than the beer, I love the entrepreneurial side of the industry and it's mm -hmm. fascinating to me and that the fact that you guys now have like, essentially three heavily, you know, time, uh, you know, um, you know, what's the word? I'm having a blank. Time-consuming. Thank you. Yeah, help me with English. Thank you. Yeah. Time-consuming, time-intensive businesses is extraordinarily impressive. The fact that you guys are you know, able to do that and organize yourselves is, you know, well done. Yeah, I think the trick is don't do everything by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> have a good team. Yeah. Because is that uh, the key? What's the secret? I don't. I don't. I don't think that people are really productive after a uh, certain amount of uh, work in the week. And you I cannot agree. sustain an 80 hour a week uh, for a few years. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's silly. And people, some people work and work and work. And, and I think that mm, they're just joking. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm like, no, that's not true. You're not, you're not productive. You're, you're not, uh, you're not sharp. You're not thinking right. If if you work all the time, yeah. Uh, what you do, maybe is a little bit less meaningful. Hmm. So I think you can be, uh, if you organize yourself and add people to 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 do the job with you, you can be more uh, more uh, efficient. Right. So the secret is a good team. Yeah, a really. good team really help, and just maybe sometimes I don't know if I I don't know how to repair something, or I we're just calling somebody that know how to do this. I'm not gonna spend five hours looking about the, I don't know what that I'm not able to do. I mean, right. something someone knows how to, how to do that, and yeah, I don't know. And it's important that, like Jean Philippe was saying, that. We do not work like all the time here, so we, we when we came here, we can have fun too, and we appreciate right. the time the time that we pass here. So right. Mm. Do you guys get a lot of free time then between the three businesses? Actually, yes. Yeah. yeah. So you just got it all. I mean, I know you have this, like uh, brew a team of brewers helping you at Circus Sal, mm -hmm. and if I, I assume I, like, I have a one. Just one? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, it's not one that person. big. No? <laughs> it's it's, I mean, it's, it's smaller than you think. Um, <laughs> but then, um, uh, at Ma Brasserie, is that just you, or is that the same? So at Ma Brasserie, the, the thing is that they they have they have uh, employees. Mm. So, uh, so it's almost like a contract. It's almost like Oshlag or something. It's almost, sort of, yeah, almost, yeah, without yeah. the ownership. We can we can manage uh, how things are done, but we have to communicate with them and. Uh, uh, It's the same thing for me that uh, I have a brewer at Les Curcelles that helps me, and uh, I have brewers at Mabrasserie which help me. But uh, yeah. but they also do the beer for, for other the people. Other, the brewery. Is it the same people who do the beer all the time at Mabrasserie for yeah. you, or does it change? Oh, it's always the same. People. Oh, it's the same. Yeah, so then you can teach them. I, I hear how it works. Is that you sort of are there initially, and and you can. So, you know, maybe scale up your recipes or make sure it works on that system. The system is very similar. That's one of the main uh, reason why I wanted to go into that that place. Is uh, two things. Uh, it's very near from La Sucursal and my home. Yep. So I can go there uh, from. I can walk. Okay. Convenient. And, uh, yeah, that's convenient. <laughs> and forget what I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. and the system yeah, was the, the system, same. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's the same. It's, uh, yeah. We have a five BBL DME. Yeah, they have a seven BBL DME, uh, right? So it doesn't it doesn't scale up a, a, a little, uh, very much. So I I had um, an advantage for, for, uh, from this situation. Thank you so much. Because when I came with the new recipe, uh, the brewer there were amazed that uh, it, it was just uh, on spec every time. Right. Because uh, I know that system so much, so I, I just... So it just worked out well. Just worked the recipe and it, it was okay right from the start. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I forgot let's talk about this. this. That's all right. Let's talk about this one. Okay, so that's the pills. That's the Circus Cell pills? Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's the pills from the Circus Cell. And it's, uh, Crispy boy. There's a, a little bit of a maize of uh, corn. Corn, all right. So to dry the body, uh, uh, it, nice it really feels a little bit heavy. Okay. But it's actually very dry and there's a, a maize and there's no more residual uh, sugar. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's a classic peel, but very tasty. Love it. Guys, cheers. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Great job.
Cheers, mate. Yeah, super dry. Oh, nice. Yeah. Man, Pilsners are so good. Yeah. I love them. Are you ready for the photo? Yeah. <laughs> no. I appreciate the stupid faces. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is this is good. I actually checked before, and we did not have this at uh, Circus Sale last time. So this one was, I think we had your cold, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. Um... This is a pill. So this one is, uh, do you know what the ABV is? Probably like five? Five. Five even? I like it. It's definitely, um, I think this has got a real creamy system. I feel like everything's creamy. <laughs> I don't know. No? No, it's just me? Yeah. yeah. I cannot say it's always like that. So uh, <laughs> I love for it. me, it's just normal. There's no? Okay. No, this is fantastic. So I don't know if you tasted uh, my uh, Pilsner at La Sucursale, but we, we, I brew a, a Czech Pilsner. So for, for a few years now, mm-hmm. and it's very uh, it's, it's heavier and uh, with a lot of uh, sass up and uh, uh, a yeast that is uh, very uh, characteristic. Okay. But uh, the pills uh, I'm trying this uh, more and more right now, and uh, it's uh, way drier with less bitterness, but a little bit more sharp. Okay. And uh, the, the the aroma is different too because of uh, the German hops. So. Uh, what um, hops are you using in this one? There's spout, and we use uh, a little bit of crystal, yes. which is Amer- an American rock. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like a traditional German or European pills, it's kind of like a North it's American almost. twist? Almost. <laughs> with a, it's almost, but it's with a little bit of, of uh, American up. Yeah. Hey, I like so, that. Yeah. I feel like that's what you did, like, that's what kind of what you do, right? I remember you did the New England, you were like, it's not hazy, but it was like your twist no. on it. That's, is that your, yeah, that seems to be what you twist. enjoy doing, right? You like making your own twist. On uh, on certain styles. Yeah, I like to 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 bring it a little bit more to what I like. Cool. Uh, because when you brew beer that you like, it's easier to really uh, endorse them and yeah. <laughs> to sell them. Yeah. And I guess it also creates a unique brand uh-huh. for you guys. Mm-hmm. What you do, whether it's for here or for Circus Sale, like yeah. being that the beers are like, well, you're gonna have a pills. It's not going to be exactly like this. This is my own like little twist mm-hmm. on it. The purists, like, no, it has to be to style. It might not like it so much, but I, I don't know if there's many yeah. people like that. Uh, I don't know if there's uh, many purists left. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of them. Uh, Maybe just a couple. Uh, Maybe they're all on Facebook. <laughs> on Capsule Beer, just yelling at people, pretty much. Maybe. I find it really interesting. Go. Oh, like, I find it really funny that, like, the Quebec beer, every beer scene has its own little quirks. Like, the Ontario people tend to be on Twitter a lot more. Okay. Whereas the Quebec people are all on Facebook. It's just so interesting, like, that the, the way people communicate within the scene and stuff. Like, Capital Beer is the spot, essentially, where everyone discusses everything mm-hmm. in Quebec beer, for better or worse. <laughs> and there's a few other little little things, I think, like, a few other little pages, but nothing the size of that. Whereas, like, all the Ontario people are on Twitter. And it's interesting when you think of, like, the sociological side of it, like, why... Why is Quebec, and a lot of Quebec breweries don't even have Instagram or Twitter. They only have Facebook pages. So I think it just shows... We have an Instagram? Yeah, we do. Yeah. I I don't think we spoke. You know why you have an Instagram? You listened. I busted your ass. Yeah, but we we had an Instagram. I had mine before. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, tell them. So yeah. He doesn't listen. Mm. He doesn't listen. <laughs> JP. Yeah, we have an Instagram right, right now at Last Kill Sound. But I know. Yeah, but After we, the podcast. We use it more here. I was very proud of you. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to tell <laughs> you. I was like, I know you did. I was like, oh. Like, oh. like, literally, I think yeah, it was yeah. that afternoon we got back. <laughs> yeah, I have so many <laughs> great pictures. So I just. He was like, right, ready to go. He was like, bam. So I meant to tell you. I'm very proud. Thank you. Good work. <laughs> Um, so the other thing I wanted to ask was, what came first? Did um, the idea for this place come first, or did the Marbrasserie opportunity come first? Like, how did that work? The Marbrasserie opportunity. And that came and you like, had no intention of starting this place, and you were just going to maybe brew more for La oh. Cassel, or what was the plan? That's a good it's question, a huh? yeah. I mean, I don't know, because I wasn't in the... Conversation, the, really? Yeah, with the, the thing with my brasserie. But I know that for me, I was already, like, maybe dreaming about having a place sometimes, maybe. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> and in the yeah, for me, but I, I don't think it was the... It wasn't the point about my brasserie at the first time, why you... You entered in that uh, cooperative. No, I think that uh, they were very persuasive yeah, yeah. to, to uh, have us with them. And we didn't really know what we, we were going to do with the beer, but uh, yeah, I find I out. Find out, you figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. um, would you have considered packaging the beer for that? <laughs> because yeah. they have that, they all have all canning line yeah. and stuff there, don't mm -hmm. they? Yeah. Right now the production is, uh, is a little bit serré. Uh, we don't have any, any space to package. Right. But we, we could think about it uh, in the future. In the future? Yeah. For either here or Sarkasa? Like, would it be for either one? For the two. For the two? Yeah. Nice. I think that could be a good, good look. Yeah. I think that now there's so many people that are buying cans and uh, there's really a market for that yeah and but there is a lot of people on it so i don't know it could be yeah it is yeah. quite competitive but is there a yeah. market for pills and kosh <laughs> you know what <laughs> that's, that's, the question. Question. that's the question dead serious yes there is <laughs> like we, we can make uh, sour uh, fruit beer and uh, ipas and uh, we can do that we have very solid uh, version too but the, the main thing that differs us is the, the kosh and the pills and yep. the classic styles I don't know, well, I guess my, maybe you're not familiar, but the, those two styles, like the, they call them, I don't know if it's, uh, I heard a guy in England use this word, they call them crispy boys, I don't know why, just like as opposed to like haze, I think it's a retaliation to the haze boys, they call it, so like these type, yeah, right, so you have the crispy beers, meaning Kolsch Pils Lager, mm -hmm. um, uh, craft lagers, uh, even for me, being the haze, even back in when we saw you six months ago, I wasn't into them like I am now. I love them. Like, my first thing I gravitated was when I saw the menu was this pills. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I'm most interested in when I go to a brewery yeah. straight away. That's and funny, because when I, I see your uh, Facebook and uh, everything, you, you have so many, so many hazy beers. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I don't get these enough. <laughs> I want more of these. But I think it's changing. It's like it's, uh, it's coming more popular, more it people is. are doing yeah. it. And yeah. I, it's come. I think it's a slow trend. That yeah. It will come back, <clears throat> creeping. Yeah. Slowly, and in a few years, uh, we're gonna see more and more. We I already see more and more. Yeah. I think you definitely have. I was gonna get. I don't think it'll take that long, because I feel like it's already popular. But I think Quebec is in a, every place once again is a very interesting, unique. Bubble. Microsystem. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Of 
of, of beer and um, Quebec was really slow with the haze and things like that. The way ahead of the game with farmhouse and saison and the Belgian mm-hmm. styles, like no one in the country was doing it as good as here. Um, but now Quebec is catching up with the haze, and I feel like the lagers were a little slow, the, like the whatever the crispy beers. And now I feel like it's starting to ramp up. I'm seeing more and more packaged yeah. ones. Um, so I think it's a good time for it. Like I just feel like the, the interest is there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, and yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing it echoed amongst other, whether yeah. it's the other media people or just drinkers and stuff. People are just wanting that type of beer all, like year round. That's the other good thing. Like they're all year round. There's certain styles, you know, maybe the gozes or some of the fruitier stuff is better in the summer. Yeah. You know, the tropical type of thing. But like a good, like, Lago Pilsner is like, you never not want one. Well, I have to try to see. I like, I like, the, I like the concept of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, are you guys, would you consider doing some sort of Italian theme type of stuff? Like, I don't even know what. Yeah, so what is Italian? Yeah, thing? I was about to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> so don't ask me because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm not interested in the Italian beer scene that moment. Yeah. That much. I heard it's really popping in Rome. I heard Rome is like the biggest craft beer scene in all of Europe, mm. apparently. Like, it's more brew pubs yeah. and, and up and coming. But we're not from Italy, we're from. Pizza Italian. <laughs> That's true. So you only have very one different. Time. Yeah. I mean, I think most of their stuff traditionally would be what you're doing. Like red ales, you know, like lagers, probably some sort of stouts and yeah, maybe, maybe English style IPAs and stuff. Because, I mean, we traveled a lot in, uh, in Europe, but we never went to, uh, to Italy. Yeah, like, no. So I, I don't know. I don't really know. Uh, yeah, the, the brewery that we know from Italy are... Uh, Brewing, yeah, very funky Belgian mm-hmm. farm beer or something. Yeah, so maybe they do everything there. There's no like, which is almost kind of weird because I feel like almost every other, well, like you know, uh, Czech Republic has a style and Germany yeah, has a style. Italy, Italy is like uh, United States. It's a no, maybe not. It's like Quebec or it, they, they, don't, they don't varied, have a, right? a, a strong tradition of this. So they they are discovering beer like us and oh. they, they are discovering beer like France. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. But but they they, they don't have any uh, traditional culture. It's a one country. Yeah. So maybe they they always uh, have made beer, but uh, we don't know any style from there. So so it's hard to mimic or... uh, Yeah. Because as soon as I asked it, I was like, I have no idea what what there even could be. We're we're not going to fake, like, marketing-wise that we are Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It doesn't make, make sense. No, that's really, that's completely fair. Um, yeah. I feel like I want to look into this more because there, there might be something that's like, like all I can think of is the Italian macro beers, but it's the same as anyway. They're just whatever, lagers. Those are lagers, whatever, right? Like Moretti and Peroni and stuff, which aren't too bad from memory as far as macro beers go. Europeans are not too bad, but that's all I can think of was just like straight up and down like lagers. I know... Hmm. I'll, I'll look into it. If anyone knows, let us know. Seriously. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. Um, where do you guys plan to take it from here? Is this, do you have any sort of specific goals for, for this place at all? Um, or is it sort of see what happens? Uh, well, see what happens, but also just maintain what we have. Maintain the good, good beers, good service, good everything. And... You know, we're still, even though it's been three years that we're here, then we're still, um, Svekanite. 
Yeah, we're still getting known. And, uh, yeah. 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 We have a lot of work to, uh, to do for people to know that we brew our own beers and that we have we are and different. And yeah, then, and sometimes it seems like here. our name, who is Italian, sometimes mm. I think that people don't don't understand what we're doing and they, right. they just think that we are another Italian place and they, they I think that sometimes it's like it's not it's not clear for everyone but uh, I don't know it's it's like there are always um, more people from the, from around from the neighborhood that comes and it's really uh, encouraging it's very uh, yeah, what, what we hope is that the, the Saint Laurent Street, the main, yep. uh, in the middle Italy, will continue to develop. Yeah. Uh, that that there will be uh, being more dynamic more, and yeah, more young uh, young uh, businesses uh, mm. coming up, and uh, that people are gonna come back to that that neighborhood. Right. Yeah. So it become really like a destination. I mean, little Italy is already a destination, but yeah. maybe not as much as I think we. There's not as much people that come here that we think about. And I, there is a lot of work to do around in the in the neighborhood to uh, keep yeah. it. Yeah. Are you guys targeting? Now you're sort of mentioning it. Like, do you, are you targeting like the craft beer people who would maybe say they're going on a crawl because you could go to and you're completely right. I forgot you could go to Ildegard, vice versa here, Harakana. Yeah. Like in an afternoon. Yeah. Like, are you, are you... Oh, Rosemont is a very... We, we talked about this. Like, we did, like, yes. It's very, very big. Very, big up yeah. For, yeah. for beer. And, uh, like, Hildegard is pretty far from here. And Las Yourself is very, very far. Yeah, But yeah. still the same... Yeah. Uh, well, Hildegard is just down the road. Like, it's only... Oh, uh, you can walk... A, you can walk... I guess what I'm saying is... five minutes. Yeah. From from Ildegard to vice versa to here to Harakana yeah. yeah, in say, an afternoon. Yeah. You could do that in, like, six hours and spend yeah. a solid hour Definitely. at each place, yeah. right? So like, uh, Rosemont is a big destination, and we're we're working on that too. Trying to keep pushing we're that. Friends with other other bars too. So yeah. so we're aware of that, but more locally, uh, we we have Vice Versa and Arikana. Yeah. Okay. So it's, I guess the, the the craft beer people. Let's see. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, then there might be the people that. Uh, oh, that's but. But I don't know. It's not. We're not targeting just that for the craft beer lovers. That was kind of my question. Yeah. Like, are you targeting them, or are you sort of doing a, a bit of everybody? It's about the same way of thinking with Les Cursal, that uh, we, if people like the beer we we do, and they're craft beer lovers and geeks, they're gonna they're gonna come to sample them. But uh, at the end of the day, people coming here are mostly people living near and working near here. Yeah. So we're still a neighborhood bar. Right. And maybe not a destination for people from the other side of town. Uh, that yeah. We Yet. want them to come, but yeah. uh, and that's why we, we, we put, put so much effort in the quality of our beers and the, the diversity of our beers. Right. But uh, we want to please the, the people that are very near, that will come back uh, every week or every month or every day. And we want to see the same faces and to make friends yeah. with the, the, yeah. the customers. So, so that's the, our main goal. I like that. Yeah, I guess it is smarter. I mean, the craft beer scene is only growing, but you can't rely on them exclusively, right? Like, I know that this neighborhood is traditionally a little uh, trending older, typically, if I'm not mistaken, as in, like, it's more like... I have a friend who lives in the area, and he was telling me that it's, like, mostly, like, actual all the Italian immigrants, like, from back in the day, maybe the first generation, and then, I guess, now the... 
this has become attached to you know this Myland and Mylex and then here and yeah, and, yeah. and and then coming to Rosemont it's all becoming super like hip and cool now so mm-hmm. all the kids are moving in here yeah so it is I guess that like traditionally it didn't have that uh new blood I guess mm-hmm. in the neighborhood but now it's starting to come in so hopefully yeah. that'll just I mean it's only been three years it's still in the scheme of things quite new yeah I mean it so it's you know there's a, still a long way to go but that's mm-hmm. it what do we got here? Yeah. So this is the, uh, the fruit guava. IPA. Yeah. We, yes. we used to make peach and mango that you taste uh, last time. So this is goyave, guava. Oh, that smells same, amazing. Same base with a little bit of citra up. Uh, less uppy than, than, than a, a very hoppy IPA because we wanted to, to leave some space for the guava. Right, right. Bless you. Okay. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Yeah, oh hell really, yes! You really Probably. taste the guava. Yes. Yeah. Now is that um, uh, a septic fruit puree or is that real guava? Yeah, well, guava doesn't grow in my backyard, so <laughs> I cannot what? source any uh, fresh guava. Are you kidding so me? It is a frozen puree. Yeah. I it's love amazing that, that this, the flavor is so it's still so fresh and good. Yeah. And the uh, I, lo- I love the guava. But yeah, if I, if I were oh, going to uh, to source uh, fresh guava and to make it scent here, yeah, uh, it wouldn't wouldn't be as fresh as uh, the things that are frozen in those oh, countries. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's frozen. Yeah. You can get it really mango, quick. Yeah. The freshest mango and guava are going to be frozen in the field. Yeah. Uh, same thing as if you want the raspberry f- uh, in winter, you should buy them frozen because if you have like raspberry in the fridge for yeah. six months it's not, it's not gonna last too long yeah so it's the same thing for me when i when i i really try to this summer i i, I think you taste the the, the strawberry uh, sour that I have. Yeah. so you just like so that day that's strawberry from <clears throat> that was so good uh, I, I, when i called the producer and uh, he delivered me a strawberry that we pick yesterday and i put them immediately in my beer this is fantastic, right. but I cannot do this with exotic food, so, right. so uh, I think the result is very good yeah. for what it is. Fantastic, and it's hazy. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. It's hazy from the guava. From the guava. <laughs> I'll take it. Photo guys, you know the drill. The guava. Ah. Hey, wait, did I get it? <laughs> no, that wasn't oh, it. No. She had an impression. Okay, now we're going to say goyave. <laughs> goyave is a cooler word. This is yeah. great. It's like super balanced. Mm-hmm. The guava isn't like overtaking anything. It's like just no. in a nice space. Um, yeah. And it's not sweet. Uh, no. It's very, the bitterness is very low. Yeah. Because it's more in the new Northeast uh, style. Yeah. It's dry hopped? It, yeah, it is. It's yeah. mostly dry hopped. Citra, you said? Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah, citra goes very well with mango and guava. Not surprised at all. Oh gosh. And even peach. Phenomenal. I love it. Guava should be in everything. All right. So we're going to do the lightning round. Now, do you remember last time? Oh, yes. I, I, I cut it down because of you as well. Because you had some very harsh words for me. Wasn't a fan. So what we did, we cut it down to like half the amount of questions. Okay. But you, and, can, you can answer. Yeah. So if you, you can like jump in if you know your answers. But I know they were similar. There were nuances, but they were similar. So I was like, all right. Let me cut it All right. So what is your guilty pleasure beer? A beer that you would be embarrassed to admit to a, another beer nerd that you enjoy? Mm. 
That's a good question. Uh, it's very hard to answer, I know. Because even if you, uh, like last week we had a staff uh, party, and I had a sign count. Oh yeah, yeah, the back 50. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's not a guilty pleasure. I'm like, yeah, it's sign count. It tastes like a little bit of cardboard and cardboard and, and uh, fresh uh, green apple. But it's not bad, but it's, it's just sign count. Right. But it's not a shame because people people just... It is what it is. Like it, yeah. like sign count, and uh, they, they drink it. So, so people... Uh, Hipster right now. They, they <laughs> drink anything from right. sour beer to to cardboards to, to, to cardboard to cardboard. Do you know when I got my Canadian permanent residency, Rich brought me over a uh, exact one of the the big ones <laughs> yeah. of fifty. Uh, Thank Oh, Lala. It's not bad. I was like, oh, you're yeah. right. Like I wasn't. It's the best. It's the best shitty beer. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, all right Pilsner. Yeah, like yeah, don't let it get too warm, but like. It's a karaoke, karaoke beer. Karaoke beer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything or not really? I don't know, maybe no. uh, La Blanche de Boreal. I don't know. I mean, because <laughs> most of the time we're always in our bars drinking drink our beer. beers. Yeah. The beers that I choose. Oh, that's a, so. we, we, we visit a lot of the uh, other bars too. But are they, yeah, are but they beer bars? Probably they have yeah, fire beers. Always, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm kind of with you. I don't drink bad beer ever. <laughs> Life's too short, you know? <laughs> but do you have anything you like? Like, I like Corona. And I'm, I don't like it. You don't like it? I mean, I can drink it, but I'm not kind of, just, oh my God, I would that's kind really of what I mean. love to have it. <laughs> like, if you're on a, on a, like, a resort in Mexico and they've yeah. only got Corona, I'm like, mm. I think I'm going to take a michelada so it would be mixed with the with that, tomato uh, yeah. juice. Yeah. <laughs> michelada, they, they, oh, who does one? I, I drank a can of one. They had a pre-mix in a can. Soul, I think, didn't it? Yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think I, I took a sip and I was like, I don't drink any drink from the can. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, so gross. Anyway, uh, opposite. Beer you would decline under any circumstances. So if you went to a barbecue and you didn't have your own beer and someone's like, hey, do you want one of these? You're like, I'll no, take water. No, no, I'm not that snub. No, I wouldn't take it. I really used to decline any yeah. coming from the breweries. Uh, the big ones, but now? And I think I should, I would do it again, but not because I, I don't want any to do anything like this, but uh, if I'm uh, at the party and uh, I have only a Molson X or whatever, I think I'm just going to skip it. And, uh, no, I'll drink Save my one. Drug I'll drink for something else. Yeah. Or drink wine or something. There's no, I'll drink I, one. I, I mean, I won't I drink this all night, but I don't want. No, I don't decline what people offer me. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, life's too True. short to drink crappy beer. Life is too short to drink crappy beer. I, I, I try not to because I, dec- I remember one time I bumped into some friends from Toronto, like they were just hanging off a rooftop on Montreal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? They could come up. So they were staying at a friend's house that had like a, a rooftop over a depreneur. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I walked up, he was like, oh, you want a beer? And he gave me, he offered me a Budweiser. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Sorry, bro. Like, and I, I think about that because people keep saying what you said in the mm-hmm. podcast that they don't decline beers and I'm like man I was an asshole what was I doing and now I feel bad because <laughs> I was like well maybe I made him feel bad about his beer choices and now like I don't know if I would decline anymore because there's a curiosity now because I own just like you guys I only drink good beer by choice and because I mean we do this so I get to drink good beer all the time I'm lucky but 
I want to taste a Budweiser every now and then to be like, oh, that is shit. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you need to remember, you know? Uh, yeah. You need to be reminded why we're so that's lucky a to why do we good do stuff. this. Yeah. yeah. Just, just for context, that's all. Um, this is a new one. What was your gateway beer for both of you? What was your gateway beer? A beer that got you into craft beer specifically. Like, maybe you were a beer drinker and you drank Budweiser or 50 or whatever. And what was the beer that maybe you were like, oh, like, this, this craft beer is interesting. Uh, yeah. That's a good that goes question. a long way. Yeah, it I... It probably was a beer from a, from a Cheval Blanc, mm. which was one of the only things that you can get like in, uh, Montreal, right? in the 90s uh, at the supermarket uh, on the South Shore. Like the snow or the, the the Titanic or something like that, like very old beer. Oh, from the those Cheval ones, Blanc. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I used to, to like the original Cheval Blanc. That, uh, with. But, but I would say that Saint um, uh, Pale Ale was one of the main main beer that I really liked and I, that, that I could uh, buy regularly. Uh, Seventeen years old. Oh yeah. For me, I think it would be like maybe uh, Tierna Ora from La Marabois or Payenne or Côte des Épices from Dutiel that I was drinking when oh, I was uh, I was younger. Yeah, that's pretty gangster to start straight with Dutiel stuff because. Route des APS, what is that one again? It's, uh, a, it's a with um, it's a pepper. pepper yeah. Oh, it would be, okay, so it's not that bad. I just keep thinking Judy L is like, some of their beers are very gateway, but some of their beers are like hectic. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to take that. We began drinking craft beer uh, quite early, the right? Year 2000. Early, yeah. Right. So we were 70, very limited. Years old, and, uh, there, were, there were five brew pubs in Montreal. Right. And there was nothing in the, in the Dépanneur or... It was only IRG and Chavarna and Mikasa. Um, yeah. It was That's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. And any more. Yeah. Before the buyer. Yeah. Like I drank a lot of Fangs uh, of in parties. Yeah. Uh, from the bottle. Uh, the, the big ones? Yeah, that's my. Uh, <laughs> that's your like blackout beer? Drinking the 9%? Uh, <laughs> I can't take that anymore. It's just too sharp combination for like. I don't know. Had that they have their place in. Um, 1999? Yeah. It was the, the best. Right? I guess it would have been. It was the best. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite beer style? Favorite and least favorite. Doesn't mean you hate it. I yeah. guess the least favorite just means you're not. You know, maybe it's your last one you go to. But uh, yeah. maybe my least favorite would be like brown ale. And my favorite one, I don't know because it really depends. I mean, I do like sour beer. I do like saison. I do like. And that's hard to say. It is, right? Yeah. It's... Like, if you walked into a dep, which style, and a lot of them are arranged, like Peluso was arranged by style, which mm-hmm. section are you walking to first? Mm. That's the best way to think of it. I'm always looking at everything. everything. <laughs> that's because I don't go so so often. So when I go, I'm like, oh, Ooh, yeah, that's that? new. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Mm. So you like everything. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I think it would be the, 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 my least favorite would be the goza. Wow! I don't no like one's ever said that. Coriander, oh, yeah. coriander is just bad. <laughs> a lot of beer. 
So just use coriander and the wheat beer, right. leave it and leave it for <laughs> And uh, I think uh, my favorite style would, would be Pilsner, but it's very hard to say because I, I love IPA too, and I love, I love Kosh, and I love yeah. a lot of things, but, but yeah, it usually depends on the context. But That's fair. Okay. But yeah. And um, with that, favorite beer city, destination, or country? Where, where do you want to go? Or where, where do you? What's your, what's your favorite place to go for beer? Oh my god! I said Montreal. <laughs> I don't know. Huh? Montreal is good. Toronto is, is good. Toronto's New York good, yeah. is so cool. And I mean, Belgium or uh, Germany. <laughs> but I really do like. Toronto because I had great ex experience with beer over there and I, I love the city. So, yeah. Thank you. It's underrated, I think. <laughs> I, I would agree. I feel like it's, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time there and the, the scene's really sick. Yeah. It's very, it's diff very different to here. We had yeah. a lot of fun in Chicago last uh, year yes. for beer. Yes. And I mean, United States, California. Oh my gosh. California's amazing. Yeah, yeah right. So. Okay. Yeah. There's pretty much nowhere. Do you know what I do like? Is that there's pretty much nowhere you can go that has bad beer now. Like you can always get good beer, even in small towns. Like you go to America, try and find a place that doesn't have craft beer on the menu. Well, you know what? I think that when we travel, we do choose our destination. Around beer. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're you're beer people. It's yeah. expected. <laughs> I say if you don't, because I do the same thing. But if, when I go back to Australia, like the scene is amazing out there now. Yeah. Like in the last we two should, years, it's crazy. Uh, check this out, huh? It's very cool. <laughs> do you know why it's cool out there? Because they uh, it's worth it. Because they are uh, generally we were always behind in everything, and then that like you know say a movie came out in the '90s, we would get it three months later, like literally, like it was always we get the concerts, half of them wouldn't even come. If they did, it'd be. $150 a ticket or something because they have to pay for all these people to come so far. Mm -hmm. So now with the internet, everything's like bad. Everything's just... Like, sometimes they have things that Canada doesn't have and it really pisses me off. Like, <laughs> even Instagram music is a function on Instagram. Like, America has it, England does, Australia does, but we don't. And there's an invisible line that drives me nuts. But the beer scene is really good because they are like... One, I think the internet, people are traveling more and they were really behind. And now they are uh, able to catch up a lot quicker because um, they can see what's happening online and then they can immediately do it. Brute IPAs came out, bam, they're as quick as us on it. Mm -hmm. So they wasn't like, there's no lag anymore. Yeah. And they're getting better quicker. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting to watch that. Or I haven't been back that much, only a couple of times in the last two or three years. But every time I go back, the improvements are like, it's very interesting. It's fun to see it. And then just comparing all three places. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's talk about this beer and we'll keep moving. So this is uh, Irma. Emma? And, uh, oh, Irma. I-R-M-A. Irma. Irma. How do you say it? Irma. 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 Yeah. That's nicer than Irma. So, <laughs> Irma. So this is a uh, session IPA. Okay. With uh, Mosaic and Mario Ops. Nice. And, yeah, well, the... the um, the inspiration for uh, the A, B, C, D, and E is the Huragan. Uh, How do you say it? Like tropical, um, tropical storm? Oh, hurricane. Hurricane. Yeah, yeah that's right. Hurricane. 
Yeah. We use that yes. word. So Arike, they, they use A and B and C and it goes from, oh. uh, from a guy and Arike a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Arike Irma is one of them. So ah. it's funny that we use it for that one. So it's a tropical, uh, tropical, tropical snow. <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> Cheers, Uncle Rich. Nice. Nice and chill. Yeah. Dusty. Really is a session. Definitely tropical. Four percent. What's that? Four? Yeah, nice. Uh, photograph, if I may. Glorious. <laughs> um, whilst we're going, I don't know if we want to do these ones again. First beer you ever brewed, or favorite least style, least favorite styles to brew. You don't brew at all. You win in a, do you want to do those again? We're done with those questions. <laughs> done. Um, we used to go, what's your favorite hop for both of you? I really like Crystal. Crystal? Okay. It's a hop, uh, not well known, but uh, always very uh, grapefruit. Very, uh, very, uh, very uh, floral and aromatic. I like it. Okay. I, I feel like that's, all, that's not a real common one at all. That no, people would say it's it's not. That's why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Be different. And you know, Cascade is a very, very, very good hop. Sometimes we forget about it. Yeah, Cascade is a classic. And I guess it's still used quite a lot. And it inspired it a lot. It is, but it's not, uh, it's not uh, sexy. It's not as sexy as uh, no. Amarillo or Simcoe or uh, yeah. all the new... I guess the same as anything, right? Like the new styles are always sexier, and then, but then everything's trending. Any cascade will come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite hop? I don't know. I mean, I do like uh, tropical those that have the tropical fruit uh, taste, maybe like Nelson Sauvignon or Maranja or yeah. things like that. Nelson is a is a classic one and the most expensive hop in the world. When <laughs> yeah, very hard to find, right? Yeah, Galaxy is way easier. Galaxy is easier than that now, right? I think yeah, Galaxy is. I feel like Galaxy is overused a bit though. It's from my, my my country, but I like it when it's mixed. But it's got to be right. Sometimes Galaxy, if you put it, it, it just overtakes everything, and the whole beer just tastes. It just makes everything kind of taste too much the same. But if you have it in the right ratios with other hops, I think so it you can could, work. you should come to La Sucursale and taste the Maracuja, yeah. which is a beer made almost exclusively with uh, Galaxy. Nice. So it tastes a lot like, uh, like the, all those tropical kind of... Passion fruit. Oh, I like it. See, it's different though because you were intentionally only using Galaxy, right? Almost, yeah. yeah. Uh, at first we had Nelson Sauvain, but then, but then we could, uh, we couldn't get it. Get it. <laughs> God damn, Nelson. Mm -hmm. New Zealanders. Um, what does your families think of what you guys do? Mm. How do your family feel that you guys own two bars? And, uh, yeah. They always think that we know is at La Sucursal and that I'm at Biro. Okay. So People get confused. <laughs> <laughs> we have to tell them. No, 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 out the um, way, out the way. Uh, I don't know. I think they think, they think it's, it's cool. cool. Yeah. They, 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 they do worry for us to succeed in what we do. And, of course. But I know. Yeah. It's they like, see that it's a real job and yeah. we, yeah. we are very passionate. Yeah. Well, yeah. we do, and uh, yeah, we're, we're not uh, 
We're not out in the streets. I mean, my, my family doesn't live in Montreal, so they don't come so often. But uh, no, I think they, they, they do uh, appreciate what I do. Yeah. Are they, do they like, are they proud? They come and see like, wow. Because I think it's something special to be said about like, like we have a business, my girlfriend and I, but it's like online. Like you yeah. can't really see it. We're it's like, hard to understand. Yeah, they don't. Like, what do you, so what do you do again? Like then yeah. nobody understands. Like, <laughs> but then people can come in here and be like, and see a bar full of people. But you know, they, they can come here and see, and they can, yeah. can come at La Sucursale and see. But the thing is that we we, we don't package beer, so they cannot yeah, they cannot show home. it to people. So sometimes they they're like. We want your beer so we can bring it Drink it all the time. Yeah. That would be probably a good reason alone to sort of package for that. I guess a lot of people package just to bring people to the venues. Yeah. Like they'll see, I've seen it a lot lately where they'll package one or two beers. That's it. Just enough to get get you to come out. So, yeah, it's, it's like a great brand awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just brand awareness mm-hmm. for, for literally no other reason. Yeah. Because I don't think there's a ton of money in it. I think there's more money if they come. Here, of course. I think so. But like, um, yeah, it's interesting. Okay, that's a good point. Uh, almost done. I know we're good on time here. Uh, last one. What's your favorite adjunct? What's, what What do you guys like to add to beer? Mm. Oh, that's Lactose? Lactose. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> not in team lactose. <laughs> <laughs> lactose is the worst one. Wow. The one that doesn't. I wore this today on purpose. Because the milkshake got beer too. He's like, put it away. It's a useless adjunct. <laughs> really? Alright, we're gonna fight. We're I gonna like, fight, Jake. I like co- coconut. Ooh, coconut is fantastic. I like vanilla. Yep. I like coffee. Uh, Joe, it's interesting. All three of those taste amazing with lactose. Yeah, I guess. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, like they don't need lactose at all. That's also good. true. Yeah, but if you good. had it, it's yeah. better. They're very good on their own because lactose doesn't taste anything. It just it doesn't add stupid sweetness to it. So I like your passion. It's useless. But uh, yeah, I, re- I I like I like to use. Uh, what is useful to the recipe like I don't like corn and maize but if it's uh, served the purpose of uh, doing a crispy uh, dry pills yep. and use it and uh, oat is, uh, is interesting too so, oat so we can, you can add, add texture and uh, a bit of an oiliness yeah uh, and I like rye because rye is, uh, has a little bit of sharpness and uh, the interaction of rye with the yeast uh, comes up with a, a very interesting aroma that you don't expect okay uh, usually. nice yeah. good answer except for the lactose <laughs> lactose sucks yeah well I do like rye too usually when there is a rye beer I will, I, I'm, I'm gonna taste it or I really do like peach with our, which are really smooth and not too, um, they don't take out the place. Peach is a great yeah. one. Yeah, and guava that I like. <laughs> I, I like that uh, a few years ago, fruit were for, 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 for beers that were uh, very soft. Yep. We would say girl beer. Yeah, that's so annoying, so yeah. stupid. But yeah. We're far from there now, and the I beer, agree. Uh, now the fruit serves a purpose, and uh, they serve the aroma and the taste. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you can use uh, fruit in, uh, in an IPA, which is which would be. 
very uh, improbable a few years ago. Yeah. Being, you wouldn't expect that. Uh, but right now it's not only uh, with beer with fruit, it's uh, sour beer with fruit. It's, Stouts. Stouts. Mm -hmm. The uh, raspberry stout. Yeah. Yeah. Very tasty beer. So, so the fruit is becoming uh, more and more important. But right now they, they, they are tasty, interesting. Yeah. Which wasn't the case before. It's a really good point. That always annoyed me when people say girl beer. I'm like, what's wrong? Why, why can't people drink fruit? Like, mm -hmm. what's wrong with that? The fruit were used to uh, diminish the. The, the flavors of beer. The beeriness, yeah. That's the one thing we were talking about purists before. A lot of the purists, like, I've seen people like, I just want beer that tastes like beer. I'm like, well, beer isn't just a pilsner. It's very eclectic and there's so many different styles. So yeah. beer that tastes like beer is not even a thing. It yeah. means you just drink macro lagers, bro. Like, go ahead and do that. Whereas, like, I, I, we're lucky to have this much of a yeah. fantastic yeah. range of great beers. Mm -hmm. Like, for, for all tastes, it's really cool. Whether you like lactose or not, you know, this beer's for everyone. Yeah. Will Circus Sal or Bira ever do a lactose beer? We do have lactose. We do have uh, some guest beer with lactose sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah, because it's not yeah, the JP's Because I, I don't uh, get to decide. Yeah. Would you ever make one? Want to do a collab, a lactose beer? Tell me why. For lols? <laughs> to make money or...? Uh, for fun? For fun? For fun. No fun in lactose. <laughs> That's a good episode name. There's no fun in lactose. I write that down. Honestly, all the guys who hate lactose will be loving this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell people you said that. That is. I'm gonna write that down. Well, Where you can it? drink lactose if you want. I just think it's very useless. <laughs> There's no fun. In lactose. Oh my god! Thank you for being funny. That is amazing. Um, guys, thank you so much for your time. I know we have to go because there's a uh, reservation thank coming you. here. I really appreciate it. Where can everybody find Bira online? Bira.ca Bira, B-I-R-R-A dot C-A Yeah, Facebook Facebook and Instagram Facebook and Instagram Just search for Bira and you should find it Yeah Awesome Yeah, perfect Amazing, guys, thank you again Really appreciate it Thank you If you enjoyed the episode, mate Boom, smash the thumbs up Hit subscribe below Hit the notification bell Ding, so you know where the new new drops Follow us on social media At BOS Podcast And check out the long form audio So you can hear very attractive people Like my friends here Talk about craft beer um, follow us and also sorry uh, check out the long form audio on Spotify and Apple Podcast that is it guys thank you for listening cheers